Welcome to the HR Resource Podcast. Do you want me to do it in French? Because I can do the whole thing in French, but I'm, I'm not sure, sure you could. Our listeners are going to have a hilarious time listening to me trying to keep up with you. I didn't I didn't have a great upbringing, but I knew for a young age, I wasn't going to let people define me who I was with my past. Wait a minute. I'm come from a different country. I moved in UK, I didn't speak any English. I worked really hard to be where I am today. I think for me, actually, lockdown changed a lot of things. And the main thing is that I had time to look after myself. 15 minute walk from my house is a cheese shop and I'm French. Do you know, I think with my job, a good makeup artist is 50% is the technique and 50% is how I'm going to make someone feel. For me, a glow up is to make someone feel special. Success is not about how much money you have in a bank account. Success is about how happy and proud you are of what you did. Your attitude is your business card because I love what I'm doing. When I did that TV show, I remember being on the cab back home and I thought, I just did what I wanted to do when I started my career. My guest today is a man who is an artist. He's in fact a makeup artist and a man who's entirely passionate about his profession, dedicated to his art for the past 11 years, having moved across from France, as you'll soon detect from his accent. Morgan de Frey is in fact a genius, although he's a very humble man. He can create a masterpiece because he creates a masterpiece within the confidence of his subjects. He is engaging, he's charismatic, and he's a star because he's now appearing on TV on a regular basis, displaying the art that he is so good at performing. Morgan started life in France, tried a number of different careers, worked in care, helping people in the health sector. And it's interesting that he takes a very similar approach to his craft. And in fact, he isn't just applying a mask. That is not what he's doing. He's creating a look, a feel, a feeling. He's creating a persona and he's creating, above everything else, the confidence in those that he's working with. He is a multi-talented individual. He's appeared on a number of TV shows recently, and I'm sure that his star is going to continue to rise. HR Resource with David Lord and guests. They love talking about people, but in a good way. On today's podcast, I'm absolutely delighted to welcome Morgan Defey, who is somebody I made an acquaintance of four years ago at an event called London Edge. The guy made quite an impression on me, and I'm sure he's going to make an impression on you. Bienvenue, Morgan. Merci. Hi, everyone. Hello. Ça va? Très bien. Very good. Thank you very much. 
Do you want me to do it in French? Because I can't do the whole thing in French, but I'm, I'm not sure, sure you could. Our listeners are going to have a hilarious time listening to me trying to keep up with you. So I think your, uh, your English is way better than my French. So okay, I thought, let's, I, I let's, thought let's, I'd at least I'd try. I, well, that's okay, me when I go to France on holiday. I try. Let's, let's do it in English. Then. I think that might be an idea. So it's it's delightful to see you again. And, you know, you're looking really good. And we just had a little chat before I pressed record on this. And you were telling me about your very clean lifestyle. You know, you you don't really drink. You you, you, you cut out the caffeine. You know, how how do you think that has been during these lockdown periods? I mean, have you found that an easy thing to do? I think for me, actually, lockdown changed a lot of things. And the main thing is that I had time to look after myself because I'm constantly busy. So I'm, I would try to find the positive into a lockdown. It was definitely a hard time, mental health for everyone. And I was trying to help my community as much as I can. But I also took the time to look after myself. So I yeah. cooked again, I had time to go for a walk, I had time to go for roller skate, bicycle. I was really trying to do those things that usually I'm too tired to do. I just want to bother because I'm too busy. Yeah. So. The lockdown really made me realize that it's so important for me to put those things in place for myself because when I do those things, I do feel better inside as well. So it's create that balance. But I'm not going to lie, and since I'm fully back to work, it's so hard to do that the way yeah. I used to do. So it's, it's really to try to find the balance between the lockdown the life trick. and then the normal life now. So I think I kind of worked it out, uh, which I'm very happy about. But it's definitely a work in progress um, to live that lifestyle. So I'm not like in guru lifestyle, but I'm really trying to eat healthy, do my little exercise, and um, I feel and, and look better for it. So it's definitely something I've learned and I took away from, from that terrible period of, of COVID. Yeah, and, and it's also credit to you because obviously there have been a lot of pressures. I think a lot of the stats are saying about how much people have been eating more of the wrong things so and this they... is the thing after after that was quite funny because after lockdown i had my glow up uh i go to work and i looked all all fit and and nice and uh, people had the the belly lockdown which is fine too <laughs> like everybody, everybody deal deal the way the way they could and i think for me it was really to try because i always say oh, i'm too tired i'm too tired but then i had no excuses then do that and it helped me to cope with spend the day because what yeah. do you do when you have to stay in your house and there's nothing else you can do like so that was a very that was just a, a coping mechanism to yeah. do you know why i did it's something that i actually loved it was amazing so about 15 minute walk from my house is a cheese shop and i'm french so i know i i mean i love cheese because i'm french but i always eat the same cheese so every day i used to walk to that cheese shop and then get a piece of cheese on my lunch something so i start from left to right wow and i think i tried i had the time to almost try them all you know i wish i wish i lived in clapham i wish i was there with you because i would absolutely be with you on that walk every day listen (laughs) it was fun it was fun so i've learned a few things that i change like for example i don't have any um delivery app on my phone anymore okay so if i want to take away i go get it Seven times at the time, I'm just like, oh, I don't want to bother, so I don't. But when I do really want it, I have to walk and go get it. So yeah. that's one of my 
few things I try to change in my life where we want everything so fast and so That's quick so and constantly, so constantly true. in that I want it now and now and now that we don't really appreciate it. So now if I go for a walk, get my takeaway, I'm telling you when I'm going to eat at home, I'm going to, I do appreciate it more. So I change few things into my lifestyle, which is no excuses. We should all be able to do it. Absolutely. What a great lesson. What a great lesson. Exactly. You mentioned somewhere in the earlier conversation about, yeah. as a two-word phrase, about your glow-up. And yeah. for, those, for those uninitiated, might have also seen it in the, um, the reference that we had in the, in the title to the podcast. Define glow-up in terms of your job. So glow-up in my job is to... Well, everyone will have different interpretation. Okay, for me, a glow up is to make someone feel special. It's no, it's not always about look, because you can transform and change everyone physically. But for me, the reward is really to change someone mentally and make them feel better. And I do yeah. believe with makeup you can do that. Uh, makeup and hair, you can make someone look better, but that's also going to make them feel better. And that's what I call a glow up. I don't know if we did mention, but I am a makeup artist, so that's what I do as a job. And I really went into that job the idea for me was to really make someone feel special. And I'm going to take you back many years ago when I was in France and I, I used to, I used to st study something called help medical psychology. So you don't have the, the same in UK, but the there's idea no, is that- There's no equivalent in the UK. No. So it's like you will work in a hospital or anywhere where it's medical patient, but you will be there to help them physically, mentally, and emotionally. Um, and work on conjunction with the hospital and the patient. So you're looking that's at the whole person. Yeah. So that's what that's what I study. But to 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 pay that, I used to act. And I was in a very small soap back home. I was doing a bit of extra job. And I always remember the heart of the set was the makeup room. So that was my first introduction to makeup and hair. So the heart of the set was always the makeup. Was always something was happening in that room. And I used to observe and the thing that I used to find fascinating, it mostly about women, not as much about men, but women, they could get in that room, drunk, hangover, come back from the gym, just had a breakup, sad, upset, happy. But as soon as they were leaving the room, their confidence was so much more better. So I really wanted to understand what was going on in that room. So when I had to do my degree um, in the qualification I was doing, I went deeper into that. So that was my first introduction into makeup is, why is that product? Because it is a product does change someone's behavior. Why somehow that make them so much more confident? Um, so I went into that and that was my first introduction into makeup. I realized that it's not about changing someone physically, but it's how I'm gonna make them feel. And I think this is why I am where I am today with my career is that I'm not trying to make someone look a certain way I'm more trying to make someone feel a certain way. And I think, you know, I think with my job, a good makeup artist is 50% is the technique and 50% is how I'm going to make someone feel. And I'll I think... Give, I'll give, I can give you a very good example of, of, of me seeing that in action. And that was from, you, you're actually appearing as one of the experts on the one-stop wedding shop. Yes. And I, and I actually saw an episode, okay. a recent episode where you had... Let's be polite. What could have been a very difficult customer, um, I did. <laughs> and and she was quite demanding. Um, some of the side looks that her that her that her fiance was giving her, <laughs> her yeah. husband to be, 
um, in this show. Anyway, um, she was very demanding, wanted had a very clear idea about what her look was going to be, whatever. And you, you literally just disarmed her from the outset with, with the way you spoke to her, the way you gave her the reassurances of how you were going to go about what you did. You basically told her that there was a team of experts whose job was to make her feel, you know, very special so that she had less anxiety and less concern. Because I think a lot of this demand and the princess style approach comes from an anxiety from within. I mean, yeah, yes. And also experience you could have had in the past. Yeah. And I, again, I do believe it's not always about a bad technical experience and the finished products. A bridal or someone who comes to have their makeup is the whole experience. It's not just about how you're going to finish. Of course, you need to finish looking good. That's not a question. And I think everybody can do that when you have the basic technique. But it's really also how you're going to be able to be able to put someone at his and in confidence. With Yolanta, it was it was a bit tricky. So that's the name of the lady. It was a bit tricky because she already had so many bad experiences. So her expectation was so high and she knew mm. in advance she wasn't going to like it. She clearly said to me off camera, I never had my makeup done that I liked. And when I have my makeup done, you know I'm going to go to the bathroom and take it off. So it was such a big pressure, but I knew I could do it because she was so pretty anyway. She was pretty stunning. So it wasn't about how I'm going to make her look because she's already stunning, is how I was going to make her feel. And I yeah. do think when you know how to do that is the big key yeah. of that part of success of your job. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think all of the, um, the brides that came to that show, they, they were all, there's all a transformation. I mean, it's, it's all quite, just, just let me take you back to, to France, um, if I may. What was the early early life like for for Morgan? What was what, did you have any early influences that might have sent so, you in that direction? Actually, the the, the 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 only thing I can is nothing to do with makeup. Is nothing to do with being creative. Is all to do about fighting for myself. Right. I, I didn't I didn't have a great upbringing, but I knew for a young age I wasn't going to let people define me, who I was with my past. Right. So I'm going to give you a quick example. I grew up in Cairn from a very young age, from the age of eight. So I'm not going too much into detail, but I grew up in Cairn. Teacher was saying my name, where I was coming from. I had a label on straight away. And I constantly had to fight with that label to make sure that I'm going to prove them wrong and I'm going to go better for myself. I didn't want to fit in those boxes. And I wouldn't understand from a very young age is that my attitude is going to define who I was. Yeah, my actions going to define who I was, going to define who I was, and the way I'm going to pretend myself. The first, um, the first time someone's going to show you that they're going to make the opinion, yeah. and I knew that from a very very young age, just because the label has been sticking on. So I learned from that, and I knew from a very young age that I'm going to have to stand out for the good reason, yeah. no for the reason people think I will do. And I think this is where my whole life comes from. Because I'm going to be honest with you. I am a good makeup artist, but I don't think I am the best makeup artist, you know? I'm the best of my ability. I do think if some makeup artists out there who are so much more talented and creative in a very different way, we're all different. But I do think I know how to present myself so well that this is where I am today. And, and also I, I do teach a lot and I always say to my students, your attitude is your business card. You could be the best makeup artist and never been booked. I love that. I love that. But you could be 
a good makeup artist, but because your attitude is so good, David Paul is going to book you so much. And yeah. then you're going to learn because more you're going to work and more you're going to learn. And I do think that going back to my past in France, I do believe that has a big part of me. So for me, even if my life wasn't great as, as a, a young boy, it makes me so much stronger and it really define my life in a positive way today. I've learned yeah. so much from that past that I never take it as a burden, as a big backpack that I have to carry. I just use in my advantage from a very young age. And I, I can't explain why, because I had other kids who grew up in the same environment on mine and they've not been able to do that. Yeah. I just think, I just refuse. There's something in your DNA. There was something in your makeup. So if I don't want yeah. to say it's something in your makeup, no, your I just, internal I just, makeup. I just refuse to let people define me by where I was come from because I didn't make that choice. I didn't choose to come from there. I didn't choose what happened to me, but I choose where am I going now with the tools that I have. Um, yeah, that's that. That was me. And that's I think how you, I come from. I think you've. I think you've proven the point. As in, you know, your career and where you are and where you are currently. It's. It's. You know, the arc of your career is looking very positive and very good. And it's. And it's also. It's very easy for some people who achieve success and have achieved success where it brings in the media and a lot of attention. I think you, you were saying to me um, before we, we started to record, you've been working three weeks without a day off, um, pretty much solid at the moment. Today, because, two you know, days. Um, today's been three weeks without a day off and still working tomorrow. Then And then I will have a day off. Um, uh, but, you know, it's, it's very funny you say that because there's a lot of people who always say to me, you know what, but you have so, so many connections, you know, so many people. Wait a minute. I'm come from a different country. I moved in UK, I didn't speak any English. I worked really hard to be where I am today. Not just physically, but mentally, I make sure that wherever I go, I leave a nice impression, which is me. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not trying to create a character, but I'm trying to do my best every job I go. If I was working in a restaurant, I would make sure I'm the best yeah. host that you can have if i was working to be a cleaner i would make sure i'll be the best cleaner that you can have and people are going to know i did the best job that's who i am as a character but i do believe that if you're a hard worker and if your attitude is in the right place you go, people is going to remember you for that yeah. they're not going to remember you because you did a busy perfect liner they're going to remember you for your energy and they're going to want to work with you um yeah, as as evidenced by the fact that you know we met once, you know, or well, over a couple of days, it was the yeah. London Edge four years ago, and when I was thinking about my um, you know, the series and about passion and about what people do, and, and we are, I mean, I, I do follow you on Instagram, of which I think you you've got a few thousand, sixteen thousand or so followers, um, so I do keep keep in touch with what you're doing, and, and I was delighted to see, you know, you're you're um, you're being picked up for this TV show, and only right. But I'm doing that because you made an impression on me. You made an impression on me four years ago that stuck with me of somebody that was engaging, positive, and you helped us. We, we were exhibiting at this event at the time and we had um, pins, displays, some fashion pins and a jacket that was covered in pins. And we kept on missing the time when that jacket was appearing yeah, on the catwalk. You had a perfect spot because you were quite often up in the, in the gantry. You were doing every but his makeup, but you were, you were, you'd got yourself up on the, on the higher level and you could see what was happening on that catwalk. 
So you signaled to us so that we could actually get out and see it. And it was such a lovely thing to do. And you came out and you spent time on our stand as well. Um, and you did, you made that impression. And, uh, and it's no want for me, it's not a surprise that you are being successful and to hold on to that humility that you are not best in your eyes, you're, you're, you're trying to be as best as you possibly can be. But, I, but, but, I, but it's an honesty. That's an honesty that will attract exactly. you. Success is not about how much money you have in a bank account. Success is about how happy and proud you are of what you did. I, 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 I do believe success is a very different way for everyone. I like to think I'm successful, but it doesn't mean my bank account represent that. You know, everybody is successful in a very different way. I achieved what I wanted to achieve. I remember many years ago. So I started my career as working in a makeup counter. When I used to sell makeup to ladies, they used to come, and men, they used to come and I do a bit of makeover. I talk about the products and then they buy the products. Um, I was the number one seller. Every brand that I work for, and I'm not saying that to just that I'm the best, but because I was coming from the right place, I wasn't trying to sell I always thought if that was my mom and my sister, I would want them to live with the best products yeah. to achieve the live what I wanted. But anyway, I'm telling you that because I started to work in makeup retail. And I remember when I decided to go fully freelance because I didn't enjoy it anymore. It was fun and I learned so much from retail. Um, I decided- Wait, was, this, was this just by context? Was this in France? Were you in England at this time? No, no, no. I only did makeup in UK. All right, okay. I started I start makeup in UK. And so I was working for a big retailer and for a big brand in UK and, and makeup. And, and then one day I decided to go freelance and I decided, you know, I'm gonna make a list of five top jobs as a freelancer that I would want to do. And on the top one, which it was the harder that you can achieve. The top one for me was Britain's Got Talent. I always, I'm a big fan of the show, always yeah. wanted to be involved um, because you made up normal people. You part of an adventure with them, you know, you changing, yeah. They, that small moment changed the life. You know, they do something that they're passionate about. Yeah. And I love being around people who are passionate about what they do. So that would be my number one. And then I remember before I went freelance, I took three months off. One month to go to France. Then I came back for a week in UK. Then I was going one month in America and then one month in Thailand. I got a call when I was in France to say, hi, we saw your profile. And we would like to know if you would like to work on, we need a makeup artist for Britain's Got Talent. Would you be up for it? And I was just like, oh my God, I'm in France. Then I'm going to New York. That's never going to happen. And she said to me, I remember the date. The show starts on the 5th of April for a week. Came back to London on the 24th of April and left just a week after. So I was there day for day to work on that show. Which was like, I just be, I was like, this is this is the, can't, can't, that's incredible. That can't, that can't be it. You know, that's one of the hardest show that I thought I thought will be. But I do believe that if you if you work really hard, all we know about your work ethic, we know by your attitude, and things will just come to you. Yeah, I don't have I, I don't apply for a job anymore. Job come to me. I do I do network. I do speak to people because it's very important. But. I also do think that if your attitude is in the right place, people will come to you. Yeah. And I think you you stood out on the show that that, that I've, I've been watching to sort of keep up and, and catch up with you. So what what are the, at the moment in, in terms of your portfolio, what is it that's, that's taking the majority of your time? So I do a lot of TV. Yeah. A lot of TV. I do a lot of commercial. Um, recently, like just this year, 
I've been doing a lot of TV, but transform it to be on screen. So I've been doing one stop wedding shop. Then in the same time, I've been asked to do an incredible makeup artist in France. So it's a, it's a different TV show a makeover but in France, which I just finished filming and it'll be out in January. Um, what's that program about? So is is it like a kind of makeup competition? The idea is to talk about a woman who has a problematic, whatever it is, and then we're here to make them feel better and then try to teach them with makeup how they could hide or enhance something they would like to hand. So that was a a competition. So that will be air in January next year. I do think things just come to, so that's what I've been doing more recently is to do TV on screen either out and be behind, which I really enjoy it. And it seemed I'm quite natural at it. They enjoy it. People literally just approach me and yeah. say, yeah. There seems to have been a, a, a significant increase in the, in the sort of attention around um, makeup and makeup, especially, I mean, I would say probably lockdowns when a lot of people have been taken to YouTube um a certain demographic yeah i mean that it's been like this for a few years now because you do have more access online so i'm gonna i'm telling you 16 12 11 year old girl they are such a good makeup artist because they have access to material that we didn't have in my generation which is so good they will come in can makeup counter they know exactly what they want how to do it which color uh, and you have all those influencers who social media did really increase how we have we interact with makeup. And in terms of the people, I mean, obviously TV brings a particular um, type of, of individual on who's going to be your subject and, and people that you'll be making up. Do you think more, I mean, looking more generally, more broadly, do you think more people are taking more care of themselves and, and maybe applying makeup? I mean, you know, that, that's the, the difficult subject here, like, uh, you know, a middle-aged man like me. I mean, would, would, yeah. would we suddenly become, not suddenly, but would are we becoming more attuned to perhaps wearing makeup or thinking about it? So I do think in the last 10 years, things had changed. You know, women always looked after themselves. Women going through a lot, waxing, hair, spending so much money. But I would say in the last five years, the, the, it's so much more open. Man, the man, they need to look good after themselves. They need to look after themselves. It's part of that culture. And we definitely see more and more men wearing makeup, plugging their eyebrows, have a really nice trim beer, go to the barber once a week or two, once every other week. The, the industry, this is one of the industry we never died is beauty because we all be vain inside yeah. and we do need it to make her feel, feel good. We yeah. do need to look good, to feel good. And for some people is be to have the beard trim. Some of us is to have the brow. Some of us to wear a bit of makeup. And I do think more and more men allow themselves to do so because before it was to have the label of, if you do those kind of thing, you are gay. If you look after yourself, you are gay. And I think now we, we become the next generation and so much more open-minded that be who the hell you want to be. Yeah, let's be honest. Because let's be honest about this. There's nothing wrong with being gay. <laughs> but, I, no, I, no. but that but back in the back in the day, what well, I understand what you're saying, and I and I and I've been within that sphere of people who talk like that, in as much as they see gay as being a negative connotation for somebody who's effeminate because they're putting makeup on, they're being more like yeah, more female than, was, than being male. Exactly, but it was just no something that a straight male will do. Yeah, you know, only if you are a pop star, if you are Ozzy Osbourne, or 
prints or where nobody will really question their sexuality. If you see someone wearing makeup on the streets 20, 15 years ago, you will know the game. As now, it does not matter. People do what you've got a lot of strength. Now, the fashion is to wear nails. Yeah. You have a lot of straight men who do wear nails. They love going to the salon, have the nails done, put a bit of color on it because it's becoming a fashion. And I do think now people realize the way you look doesn't affect your sexuality. Yeah, and it's confidence. Exactly. You can, you, you can look as queer as you want. It doesn't mean you're gay. It doesn't mean you're queer. That's just the way you like to dress. I'm going to tell you something very funny is that many years ago when I used to go gay clubbing, you you... We used to have a night to go clubbing. So it would be on a Thursday night. This is open for the gays. I would say about how long, about 20 years ago, the first time I went to gay clubbing, you used to have a gay night in Paris. And I used to have someone at the door and they will tell you if you were allowed to go in or not because it was exclusive to gay people, okay? If they were unsure, they would ask you to kiss your friend. <laughs> but, but they could tell you who is gay or not because we had that look of, looking after ourselves and yeah. then and then so you were getting in then few years back uh, they couldn't do it anymore because everyone looked gay for them it was like I the, the gaydar the gaydar wouldn't work it's like, i don't know i don't know who is gay anymore they all look they all look the same so it was very interesting and and and, and i do love that first as a queer person but then also the fact that you can do whatever you want it doesn't add that doesn't have to define your sexuality. You could wear, let's talk about how to wear a dress. Let's talk about, it's so many queer, whether they're white or black, queer artists who now have the freedom to do whatever I want, whatever they wear, but doesn't make them gay. And this is why I love, and I think this is where men are more likely to come to Canter and ask for a concealer or ask for a moisturizer or ask for a hair wax. I think because the culture of social media show to people realize you have access to so much more and doesn't have to put a label on yourself. Yeah. And, I, and it's good for me as well. I love when I see a man coming to the counter or, or when I'm doing a photo shoot and say, can you put a bit more of makeup? Or They're not scared anymore, you know? And this is why I love because nobody's going to question this sexuality because they were a bit of foundation. And I also think, you know, there's, there's a bit of hypocrisy to a certain extent. If you look at some things that men do um, in the way that they dress, some men can be particularly particular about their suits, the crease in their trousers, the shine of the shoes, the type of shoes, the brand of shoe, but don't always apply that to you know to the face. You know, they might be thinking, well, I'm not going to spend so much attention or, or time on that. And I'm thinking about myself. I mean, I've got veneers on my teeth. You know, that's 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 vanity. That's that's a cosmetic thing. I did have an injury which caused some of the teeth to look a bit crude, which wouldn't look very nice. But also I had um, a skin condition, which was like a hereditary thing, which causes me dark lines around, marks around my eyes. And people used to think I had constant black eyes, like I was being beaten up by my wife every night. <laughs> so I ended up getting some um, foundation, that a, a little concealer that I would put around my eyes just to make me look not. So I've got, I've got makeup and that's that's an admission here on my podcast. That, you know, exactly. I, I've worn it, but, but so that I actually didn't look quite so beaten up. Um, and I think it was it's everything was linked to stress as well because it's not been quite so bad and I'm not wearing right. it now but, but, but I wore it would you would you would you have it done 20 years ago probably not because just because people will assume by the way that would have questioned your sexuality because you wear makeup yeah 
which is which is very interesting like i i love a confident straight male who come and say i just want a bit of concealer or can you recommend a moisturize because i i've got so many of my friends now they're constantly asking me i don't know what to wear what should i get and they, they, most of my friends are straight which which moisturize do you have to use a face wash what do you recommend because they see everything on social media but they, this it could be quite overwhelming and then i do think is one of the market who's going up and up. Now you have so many brands who created a particularly male makeup brand. Yeah. So it's more accessible for them as well, which which I'm completely agree with. The reality is that a foundation is a foundation. It doesn't matter if it's male, female, it's a foundation. It's just a packaging change. But I do think this is really good because it does show that people are more confident with what they do. And they, it does make them feel special. And that's, to come back with the first conversation, I think makeup is not about what it's going to do to your face, but it's how it's going to make you feel. Yeah, exactly. Back to the confidence point. Um, and also with with looking now at, at where you are, what do you what do you see as the challenges um, that you're facing? What do, what do you think your um, your careers, you know, are things that are sort of standing in the way of of Morgan taking it to the next level? Time. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> If I can be two of myself, it would be easier. I, I, I don't really know because I love I love what I do, so it's not really a challenge for me. You know, if you can wake up every morning and love what you do, yeah, that's not, it. Not, this is what this this is all about. It's about passion, and that's exactly. clearly the definition. You know, it's you love not, what you it's do. No, it's no challenge. That it's a step that we like to achieve, for sure. Because I haven't done, I only done makeup for eleven years. You know, so I've got so many stuff that we like to achieve, and I'm learning. Constantly, every day, I don't have a much challenge. I think it's more things that we like to achieve, but that would come with time. And in terms of the future, passion where it goes beyond where you are now, how, what does that look like? I, I mean, I teach a lot and I would like, to, I think I think for me, I would love to be able to reach as many people as I can and educate people into makeup and how it makes feel. And this is why I accepted this, the, the TV show, because it's mainstream and so much more people can see yeah. what, what I do and, and, and how I do it. So I, I think I would like to do more TV for sure. That's something I'm, I'm, I'm passionate about and I would like to do more TV. Uh, where I see myself in, I'm going to be honest with you, in 10 years, I'd be happy if, you're in the same, if, if I'm in the same position with my job. Like yeah. I would be very happy if you carry on like that. Um, I mean, look, this year alone, I've done two big TV shows, one in France in my own country, which is amazing. The one in UK. So one more can I ask if you can carry on like that? I'd be, I'd, be, I'd be very happy. So it's not much a challenge. It's very much a progression. Carry on the way the way it does. But then again, it's to do with your attitude. Yeah. And in it, for you, I'm mean, just going to ask you a bit of a weird question here. But when you go back to France, they think you've got an English accent. Yes. <laughs> so the funny thing is that I learn makeup here in UK. Okay. So I actually do know no makeup term in France. So when right. I was doing the TV show, I was struggling. I was doing some franglais. I was doing <laughs> half French, half English, and I had to cut and ask people, how do you say that? Because that's not, I haven't, I haven't. It's, it does have a vocabulary all of its own. So it's, it's yeah. Which, which I, I don't remember how you say um, eyeshadow in French. It's a completely different term. So I've been speaking makeup term from 11 years in the UK. Yeah. To have to do it in France, that was a challenge. That was definitely a challenge. So I do think if I go to do more work in France, I'm going to have to focus on learning the terminology. 
Yeah. But that's that's pretty easy to do. But you mean there's, there's there's an increasing number of programs that are coming to us now about make is it is it Glow up, the the other show as well the yeah so Glow up is a is a makeup competition in UK which is yeah. quite quite fun I really like Glow up um, but then it's just show how amazing those kids are they're all very yeah. young and their technique are just insane their creativity are just insane because they're constantly bombarding with image you know on social media and their technique are really really good really good. I um, actually met uh, I met few of the contestants and then people who apply you go through they are so talented that it's really hard to pick for the show and they get stronger and stronger every year. Yeah, and it's it's putting that situation putting them into a situation where they're under a bit of stress, where they've got some challenge, they've got a they've got a particular look to have to try and create that will be a bit out of the norm, um, and then you can see how they would adapt. But that's not necessarily working life, is it? I mean, yes, it is in some ways, but. But it's clearly putting them under a lot more pressure than they probably would normally be. And I think they, they I mean, I watched my wife was really into the program. So we ended up watching it and I really got into it because it was it was for me, it was the how they adapted to the challenge, how they psychologically got themselves attuned to what they had to do next. I mean, this is very, uh, what's the word, a very brave show to do. So I've been asked to do the show twice. I just couldn't put myself, that will kill my creativity. You know, it's so much pressure. I don't think I could... I love what I do. And, I, and then again, if you mess it up, that could actually not destroy your career, but you could, people could look you down. This it is could a be a career-limiting move. I think that's the I technical think, term. Yeah, I think if you win, it's fine. But if you don't win, and I, I, I don't want to go through that. I, I'm surely, right, right now, with where you are, you're actually, um, you're more judge than contestant, aren't you? Aren't you some well, the- I told them, call me for a judge, but I won't do the, the contestant. Um, no, but I think that was for the first season and they didn't really know where where, where they were going. I love the judge on it. Pat, and on Val, sorry. Val, she's the, one of the, the biggest... She's got a little catchphrase, isn't she? Yeah. Ding dong, darling. Um, <laughs> she's she's amazing, amazing makeup artist. And I had the luck to work with her many years ago on a fashion, fashion week for a fashion show. Uh, she's such a creative talented brain she worked with the biggest lady gaga name uh-huh. it she done it lady gaga kim kardashian paris hilton probably she's done such a big artist that you we didn't even know before that show if you are not in the industry nobody know who she was but this if you are not in the industry in the industry everybody knows everybody in the industry that. knows but yeah. now but now because of the interest in the in the industry in in the art that you have more and more people are starting to get to know the names um, and of which was, well one. I was very surprised she accepted to the show because she doesn't need that. She's so busy. So I was very surprised that she ended up to... to, to, to I don't know her personally, but yeah. with the career that she has, I was actually quite surprised that she had the time to do that. But there's something about TV, isn't there? There is, there, is a, there is a draw that this is the medium. This is still, as much as there are lots of other social media channels and YouTube and the, the proliferation of other channels out there, but but there's still a, there is a draw, isn't there, to get yourself... But, you know, for me, that, the, the show that I did, the One Stop Wedding Show, was the right way to put myself out there, to do something different. Yeah. Because someone said to me, what's your answer that? Why do you do that show? It was in France, actually. Why, why... One of the other makeup parties, she said to me, so what's your agenda? I said, I have none. I just very enjoy doing it. Yeah. I love, I did enjoy being in front of the camera. I did enjoy the intention. I'm not going to lie. 
but it wasn't the wrong intention. It was an intention of something I love to do. You and, know? And, you, and I'll be honest, you were very good in it. Oh, there, is some, yeah, there is, um, and this is just saying this because you're in front of me now on this, this podcast, but there is a charisma that comes with Morgan Defray. There is, there is something that is, that is the persona you have, which actually with some, a lot of people that I've met, some people come across very well in person and then it doesn't quite translate if you see them on a, on a bigger screen, if they, if they, if they get to that level. With you, you were exactly the person that I met and you seem to be exactly the same person on the screen. And that and isn't, is that how, doesn't always translate. That doesn't always, no, because people but, get rabbit in their headlights. You know, there's a lot of people who gave me advice and some of my clients who are very, very known people. And they said to me, just be yourself. Yeah. You know, when you go to an audition, there's a lot of TV show out there and they're always, anyone who get cast is because they are being themselves. Yeah. Don't try to think what people want you to be. It's all about, and I always said that if I ever do a show like this, it's just to be myself. Otherwise, I wouldn't do it. If they ask me, can you do this? Can you do that? I would refuse to do it. I would yeah. just refuse. The idea is to be myself. Earlier, you were talking about challenge or where I would like to be. One of someone who very inspire me and, and because he does exactly what I want to do in a very positive way is Gokwan. Yeah. He's no, he, doesn't TV, he doesn't do TV to have the, the limelight on him. It just does it because you can see he love it. Yeah. And he loves sharing his, his experience and his knowledge. He really, you can see love what he's doing. Yeah. And that's what I want to translate. I, I'm not just doing to be a clan on the TV and just uh, look at me, look at me constantly. No, it's just because I really enjoy it. Let's look a bit broader now and to, to people who aren't as fortunate as you to have that wonderful sort of feeling in the morning where you think, great, another day, I'm going to be doing something I really love doing. What if people are, are, are in that sort of nine to five stick that that routine that they can't get themselves out of have you got any advice have you got any sort of some tips that might sort of you know what? refocus is, them and repurpose their, their their thinking this is always very very easy because we are creators of habits okay so and we like to be comfortable most of people like to be comfortable and this is why we stay five years ten years in the same yeah. job till we retire and then after retire we realize what did i've done wrong and and we all do it you know i'm telling you that Every morning. No, it's not true. Some morning I'm going to job and it's a job that I don't really want to do. But because that job is going to pay me really well, I'm going to do it. Yeah. You know, we, we, we all have to do that in some point. But I do, I, I do believe, and that's going to sound very cheesy, but you do have one life. And if every morning you wake up and you don't want to go to work, you shouldn't go. Find something that you love and passionate about. So every day you're going to wake up and that's not going to be a job. And I know a lot of people have been saying that by... If you are not doing it, you won't understand. It's so yeah. many of my job, I wake up in the morning and I can't wait to get there because I love what I'm doing. When I did that TV show, I remember being on the cab back home and I thought, I just did what I wanted to do when I started my career. So and it doesn't it matter how long- It clicks in your mind when something like that happens, yeah. doesn't it? Just clicks. And you know, it doesn't matter how long it's going to last, one season, five, and if that's the only makeup job on TV I'm going to do, it does not matter. I had it. Yeah. And that's the only thing matter. I wanted to do it. It was on my list and I've done it. And I do think if you can create that every day, you, you're just going to be happy. Yeah. And it's hard because people have mortgage, have bills to pay. So you are in a job who pay you and you go into somewhere where it's no secure. You have this cleaning lady, a follow on TikTok, I can't remember her name, who decided, I'm going to show what I do as a cleaner. But how well I'm doing it. 
She's got million and it's million crazy, of followers. She has now her own brand of cleaning products because people love what she did and a company approached her and said, let's do it. She's not a millionaire, all of that in one year because she decided to share what she's passionate about. She's cleaned up. Exactly, she cleaned up. So it doesn't matter what you do. If, you're, if you love working in finance, do it. If you hate it, do something else. You're probably not going to get the same salary, but your life's going to be so much more happier. It's not always about money. As I say again, success is not about how big is your bank account. Success yeah. is about how happy you wake up every morning. It's fulfillment, isn't it? I'm obsessed with TikTok. I just think the freedom that people have, you could do whatever you want. I'm not, I'm not interested to do anything with it, but I just love to see how people get their glow up. Now you've got so many platforms. If you want to do something, just go get it. Where, where else, where can people find you? Where, where, what what should, they, should they be looking out for? So mostly I'm very active on, on Instagram. This is where I, I like Twitter. I don't really do it. Facebook, I don't It's really Instagram because it's very visual and I'm a very yeah. visual person. And my job is visual. So it's mostly posting pictures, sometimes a video. Um, and then obviously E4 now on the one-stop wedding shop, yeah. which is quite exciting. Um, but yeah, that's that. That's mainly why people can find me. And what, what's your? What's your? Just remind people of your um, Instagram. So is makeup by Defre D E F R E. Perfect. Excellent. Morgan, this has been wonderful. Really Thank great you to catch up with you again. Me. Thank you for giving us the time. I'm sure people are going to absolutely love this. I mean, we've we've had a number of different very very varied ideas about passion, but I think you probably win the prize for being. The most passionate. <laughs> oh, here we go. When, and maybe that comes from your, your, you know, Gallic nature being French. I don't know. And I'm sure being French has helped you in some ways. You've overcome the language barrier, but the accent, I'm sure, is cutting you through a lot of um, uh, assignments <laughs> because you stand out. Uh, yeah, you do, I, you do. You do. You do. You do stand out. Actually, before we leave, I have a very funny story. Oh, God, please, please. We want to hear a funny story. Many years ago, I used to work in a makeup counter many years ago. So I used to be the number one seller, always have really big sale and sell constantly. And then one of the staff as a joke say, well, I'm going to have to start to put a French accent so I can sell. <laughs> because, but then the funny thing is next to it, you had a brow thing. And then that woman just bought some products and she was sitting down next to another woman. She said, have you heard? The woman was like, what? Is a guy on a, on a makeup counter spreading to put a French accent so he can sell more. <laughs> <laughs> so some some of the customers thought I was just putting a French accent, which I thought was quite funny. Well, well, actually, I mean, I remember back in the day, um, Euro Trash, and yes. Jean Paul Gaultier on there, and Antoine, um, the, um, Antoine de Cône, and and there were times when their French accent seemed to be fake, so yeah. almost overplayed that it was fake in some ways. And I guess some people have got this idea that if you hear a French accent in a particular, I don't know, it's bizarre, but that's interesting that they thought that was your secret source. No, no secret source. You, no. You're really from Birmingham. Yeah, from Birmingham, yeah. <laughs> from Glasgow. Morgan, it's been brilliant. Thank you very much for your time. Greatly appreciate it. Thank you. A bientôt, Morgan. No, thank you for having me. See you next time. A bientôt. Bye. Find out more and join our growing business community by visiting hresource.co.uk.